This is Captivated Minds. I'm Stan. I'm Jake. And this is a start of our two-part series on 9-11. So I'm going to take the first half, and you're going to take the second half. Yeah, so the, the first half is about the day. About, it, about 2001, about... It's a little bit of everything. Right, a little bit of everything. The second parter we are saving for the conspiracies behind it. Because there's, this is there's a, a very lot of them. conspiracy-filled... Yes. Event? Mine's more grounded in like, okay, here are the events, here's some history, we're going to go back in time a little bit, and, experience and the culture. Yeah, like, a lot of facts yeah. and things like that. We had a lot of various sources with this one, but yours is going to be a little out there. Yes, my mine is purposely gonna, out there. Yeah. Like, it's, it's make, there's so many, the amount of conspiracies I found on this thing Yeah, is fantastic. Yes. It's, a lot of it's outrageous. And I kind of like it being outrageous. And that's what we're here for. We're, we're, we're here for the outrageous. That's right. Um, so that's why we wanted to make it a two-part series. I didn't want to take the conspiracies and ruin what happened. No. You know, we, we are actually recording this on the 20th anniversary. And this was a mon- monumental event. Yeah. Uh, monumental. Where were you? I was in school. So was I. Yeah. See, what is messed up? What is messed up, messed up in our culture, right? When bad things happen, we remember where we were, what we were doing. We remember everything of that day. My grandmother remembers, or used to remember, what she was doing the day Kennedy was shot. Yes. her In the old age, her mind's starting to go a little bit. But she even had newspapers from that day. Like, I used to, I don't know where they are now, but I used to have, like, the Time Magazine of this day. I had the paper from this day. Um, I didn't have anything from this day. Yeah, I had a bunch of things from this day. Day. Yes. Because it was just, it was incredible. Our movie this week, too, is also World Trade Center as well. So we're right. trying to keep it in with that theme as well. So we're, we're talking about the 9-11, World Trade Center. And then the conspiracies of. So yep. it's like a three-part series. Yeah, basically. technically it yeah, would be. Three, three it would be series. a three-part series on it. So if you've been listening to us for a while, you know we've covered some historical people and some historical groups of people. But this is the first historical date we've covered. Yeah, actually This it, is an exact, it is. exact date. Well, if you listened for a while, we've covered Tesla and Edison, Vatican, Knights Templar. We've covered a lot of groups of people, but never just a date. During the course of someone's life, they'll be witness to key historical moments. For instance, some people will have seen JFK assassinated, the first man walking on the moon, cell phones, the invention of television, and the dawn of the digital age. Some people may be old enough to remember all of these events. For a certain generation, 9-11 will be one of those key events. I mean, look at Betty White. I think she was born before sliced bread. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. So technically... All the events she, she's seen. She has seen a lot. All of it. All of it. Which is... Cars. Yeah. Dr- self-driving cars. You know, TV, <laughs> streaming service. Like, Imagine she, throwing Betty White in a self-driving car. <laughs> she'd just have some wine and start drinking. <laughs> but it, you're right. It's, But again, people remember those things. They remember... How many events have we talked about on the podcast, too, of yeah. people going into outer space or Musk making a robot? You yeah, know, we've already seen some small events. What are we going to see in the next 20 years? Yeah, so think about this. When we are 60, That's right. let's go 30 years. Yes. Okay, we're 60 years old. Musk robots are already a thing. We actually get to say, well, I remember when they were just a concept. That's right. You know what I mean? How messed up is that? Oh, I, or, or they're recording the show now. I remember when that first came out. Yeah. Like, it's that's going to gonna be, be a thing. thing. Before we get into the details of that day, we'll kind of go back in time and give us a little, give our audience a little bit of information on 2001. In the year 2001, the following movies were released: A Beautiful Mind, Training Day, Lord of the Rings: Fellowship of the Ring. Doesn't that make you feel a little old? All fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm more prone to Training Day myself. Also, 2001, Harry Potter started. That's right. That's another thing. Yes. The total population within 2001 is 6.2 billion. During January of 2001, 
President George Bush becomes president after winning the Electoral College. Bush won by a very tight margin, but a still a win is still a win. Right. I see again. I remember when this happened. I remember that selection because it was a huge thing in Florida. Florida. Yes, they had to do right. a bunch of recounts because at the time. It was technically Gore. Gore was – they actually announced Gore was winning. the winner. Yes. And then realized that there was a bunch of miscounts and Thinks, had a recount. That's right. George Bush won the election and be, uh, became the first president to beat their opponent with less popular vote, votes. Bush was president from 2001 to 2009. During the course of his presidency, he did place many things into motion that were directly connected to 9-11. Here are a few details about the year 2001 that may be interesting. NASA launches Genesis spacecraft into space. This mission was designed to collect data from solar wind. This mission was the first of its kind. The last time missions like this were performed were when the Apollo spacecraft missions were sent into space. Genesis lands back into Earth in 2004. Was this mission was this mission named after a famous rock band? <laughs> or Maybe. were these scientists big fans of Star Trek? In Star Trek, Genesis was the device that could create life from nothing. We can kind of assume that people working at NASA were kind of nerdy, so the device could be I, from Star Trek. I would say from Star Trek. But the band too though. Right. But I kind of I kinda of agree with the whole nerdiness. That's thing. a that's a deep cut for nerds Let, though. That's a real deep cut. Well that's the thing. Nerds I'm a nerd. And this that's a deep is, cut. I had to put that in there. This is the thing. When we grew up, yeah, nerds weren't a thing. No, that you were. If you were you, nerd, if you were a nerd, you, you were a nerd, and you got picked on. Right. I am so jealous of nerds nowadays. Yeah, because they're popular. because nerds nowadays. You're talking about like Kevin Smith. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're they're like they're they're the like, ultimate nerdiness, top dog, and right? they're the coolest guys. That's right. And then when we were nerds, you got bullied. We got bullied. I, I got bullied, and it's like. <laughs> Well, how fair is that? You talk about Star Wars 20 years ago, you're like a pariah. You talk yes. about Star Wars now, and everyone has their opinion about if it. If you talked about comic books back in oh the day. Oh, my God. You got... Oh, what a nerd. That's now right. it's like they're now put on movies, and everyone's like, oh, my God. It's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Well, guess what? I read the book first. That's right. Another key thing that launched within 2001 would be iTunes. Oh, my God. And the iPod. Just let that sink in. Jeez. Many people grew up... Uh, during this time when computers and personal computing devices were now booming. Apple was a computer company that wanted to beat any and all competition. Apple creates a music listening platform that allows a user to purchase music directly onto their device, such as a laptop or an iPod. While this application did become popular for a couple of years, it was ahead of its time when it first came out. Apple launches the iPod at the same time and this changes things. A person is now able to listen to hundreds, even thousands of songs on a singular device. Yeah, I remember when it came, like, that's I the went thing. Through, I think I went through a couple. I still use Apple to this day. Me too. Mostly because it's so easy to buy and put music on that's here. That's right. When we just had MP3 players, we had to download music onto a site and then take it and put it on our MP3. Now you have a device, and most of the time we... We stole music. That's right. I use LimeWire. LimeWire, too. Lime, All the viruses. Right. LimeWire was my shit. Yeah. Like, you could download movies. You could download... Oh, BearShare? Yeah. BearShare Bear was another yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, God. I feel old now. Napster was okay until Metallica threw a fit. I never used Napster. So, Napster was a free thing, too. Yeah. And then Metallica actually sued Napster. So, Napster made it so you had to pay. Hey, that's right. But I also had a Walkman. That's how old I feel. Oh, yeah. I did, too. So, like good old Sony Walkman. Yeah. No CD. I had a CD player for a minute, and then it went from Sony Walkman to the iPod. Yeah. So I had a cassette Walkman. Yeah, I had that. Right? That's what it was. Had a cassette Walkman. I had my first cassette that I listened to in there was from Space Jams. I never had a cassette. I always used it for radio. So I had yeah, radio was awesome. Yeah. And then I upgraded to a CD player. Yes. Which. You had to make sure it had anti-skip on it. Oh, yeah. Right? So that was also a thing. A lot of the CD players back in those days didn't have anti-skip. So you started walking with it, and it would just constantly skip on you. Yep. Mine was a Sony because that was, like, the big thing. I, I think I had a cheaper CD and player. And then my mom found that you could – she's like, oh, my God, can we use it in the car? Because I found this little device. 
Yeah. You could plug into it, insert it into your cassette player of the car, and now you had a CD player. Yep. Like, come on. That's a thing. Here's some more interesting details about the year 2001. From what we know so far, 2001 was a year of innovation in technology. Things to be things seem to be going smooth for a large portion of this year. Within 2001, many things were cheaper than they are now. This is 20 years ago. For instance, the cost of a brand new uh, car was around twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's not bad. Nope. A gallon of gas was uh, one forty-six. Yep, that's not bad. The average income per person is somewhat uh, is around forty-two thousand dollars. So everything was cheaper, but you were also making a little less money yeah. too. During this year, there are also several shark attacks that take place. That summer is labeled the Summer of the Shark. And and all of a sudden, this is another weird thing. All of a sudden, 9-11 happens, and you don't hear a thing about the sharks anymore. Nope. Not a thing. But you're right. Like I, I also remember that where they were telling people, like, you need to stop going to the beach. It's like a feeding frenzy. Every time someone went to the beach, someone was attacked. It was constant. And it wasn't just in places you thought of. Like, a lot of these attacks were happening up where we live. So off of, like, Hampton Beach and... Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, it's... I, I, mean, I wonder if Shark Week came out of this year. Because I don't really remember Shark Week as a kid. I don't remember Shark Week as a kid. Like... I remember Shark Week when it's when I was in high school. That's right, but not when I was a kid. Right. The Mars Odyssey is also launched into space. The Odyssey mission is simple and to the point. This mission is to determine if life has or had been ever on Mars. The Odyssey is broken into down into three major sections, and each section is designed with a person a purpose on this mission. The first uh, part is helping to determine if there were ever traces amounts of water on the surface of Mars. The second part looks for a variety of chemicals or elements on the surface. The third section is looking at radiation levels. Each of these parts is connected into a single unit and the entire machine works to collect data from each part. The whole thing is like Mars was believed to look just like Earth a billion years ago. Like, it had land masses and oceans, and right now, like, we can see the two ice caps. Which, to me, if there's ice, there's water. If there's water, there's life. There's water, there's life. Even so, microscopic life is still life. It's still life. So, that was the whole point of this thing, was to test. And because of this, we know there was water on the whole planet at one point. Um, and... There could be bacteria or whatever living up there because of what they did uh, 20 years ago. Before we get into the day of 9-11, let's look at 2001 to a certain point. Everything before 9-11 is calm and somewhat ordinary. Well, after 9-11, things become more chaotic. We can see a dramatic shift in everything as we look before and after. We also know that age of, uh, the age of personal computers is now upon us. Things are also cheaper, cheaper to buy, cheaper to sell, and overall just more affordable. The population is at a new height, but we can also be considered small if we look at today's numbers. From this point on, we'll be diving deep into the events of that day. Another note is the economy wasn't quite there. Not there, like it is today. Not not like it is. But we'll, like after 9-11, the economy actually boomed. Mm-hmm. And there's always reasons for, for that. Yeah. Right. To prepare to prepare for this episode, I had glanced at some average morning news footage prior to the events of that morning. Not a single news anchor had the slightest idea of what was going on on that Tuesday morning. Everything was about to change. Many of these news anchors went back and forth with their typical news banter. Watching these videos now does give kind of an eerie feeling. Each moment of these news programs just... Uh, draws us closer and closer to the terrorist attacks that will soon unfold. It, it is it's very it, creepy. It's very creepy because it's unsettling. It's uh, a lot of them had like these fun little things that they would do. Like Good Morning America always had like these fun little bits, mm-hmm. right? So you can see them having this like good time. Everyone's having a good time, and then how just sideways it it goes that's right you know what i mean these anchors and the rest of the nation would soon be shocked scared and shaken 
from early morning moments, these anchors just seemed to be going along with the flow. Every single station would blast these events over and over. It was like watching these events on a loop for months. These, these news anchors and the people inside New York would be clueless and terrified for days. Not not even just days. I mean, it was... Well, direct right after, directly, I say, it, for days. Oh, yeah. But as months went on, it, it was slowly was like, passed. God, I can remember up to, up to a month later after it, it was always, like, still searching for people. They understood that the people they were looking for were most likely dead, but you were still looking for bodies. The whole point was to try to bring everybody home, That's right. whether they were dead or not. And then you, you watched as they slowly started to clean it up, and they had to be slow about it because the whole thing was, okay, they're starting to push, push, push. Oh, we're finding parts, body parts. Push, push, push. Oh, we found a body. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole thing. It was a very slow, but it was something that every news place talked about for years up until the whole thing was finally cleaned up. That's right. For years, a military organization and terrorist group known as Al-Qaeda, plotted out a precise way to showcase how the American people were weak. This group was created by a man named Osama bin Laden in the mid-1980s. Early on, this group helped supported Muslims in their fight against the Russians. Russia withdrew in 1989. This organization remained at least for the moment. In 1996, the group reformed and began again. They were now located within Afghanistan. Al-Qaeda grew like a virus, silent but fierce. They merged with other like-minded military groups to create this large force. This one group declared war against the U.S. As this virus grew, they grew because thousands of individuals wanted to join the cause. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're uh, a huge force. Look what's happening now. Right. The the administration, uh, like the military side of our administration, when they talked about a withdrawal of our troops and stuff, they they knew Al Qaeda would take Afghan back. But they said it would it would take months, if not a year. Days. They took it hours. in 72 hours. Yeah, that's three days. Yeah. Because they didn't realize how much of a force they still were. Like, they're a huge force. Within 2001, 19 radicals who, who were a part of Al-Qaeda performed the 9-11 terrorist attacks. These 19 people performed the deadliest attacks on American soil to date. These men had one key goal in mind. That goal was to create chaos within America. Four separate domestic flights at three various airport, airports were boarding with these men on these flights. As these planes take air, these men put their planes, uh, plans into motion. These men did not use guns or large knives, but simply box cutters to hijack their planes. These planes were taken in a very quick amount of time. The first flight, American Flight 11, this flight had come out of Boston. So for anyone who's maybe was born at this time, flights, you could get on a flight with a pocket knife. Yeah. Like you, you could. You could get on a part with uh, a pocket knife. You could get on there with a box cutter. It, they just didn't really it, it was point, more relaxed at one point you could have smoked cigarettes on a plane too right so when you hear about this you can see how much it has changed because of 9-11 now like if they see that you have a pocket knife like they take it instantly they'll take they'll even take like liquids from you hey you're not allowed to have any of these liquids you're not allowed to have they'll even take a woman's formula hmm. and dump it because it's too much liquid too much like or even the powder yeah like they don't want any of that that's how secure in a way that this helped us secure our flights because we've we learned from it mm -hmm. we learned what to look for it, you can't just leave it up to sniffing dogs and 
a guy at the gate going, oh, you just have a pocket knife? Okay, go through. Yeah, like, no. It has to be precise. Yeah. At 8.46 a.m. Tuesday, September 11th, 2001, the first plane had flown into the North Tower of the World Trade Center. And everyone thought it was, at first, like a little one-engine plane. They just thought it was like a mistake. Some one-engine plane, like the guy was drunk or something, and flew into the tower. And everyone was like, oh, what an idiot. Like it was, that. It that's jet, what it was a big jet right. plane. Yeah. It wasn't until everyone really like there is very people say that there's no footage of the first plane, but there's actually a couple of the first plane hitting, and that those couple clips were finally released, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it was a commuter flight." Yeah. Only 17 minutes later, United Airlines Flight 175 flies into the South Tower. This plane had also been from Boston. Many people were in shock when the first plane hit, but shock would quickly turn to fear and confusion once the second plane hit the second tower. These planes were also picked for a reason. The, these planes were fully fueled because they were like cross-country flights. That's where they were supposed to go. like To L.A. I to believe. L.A., right? Yeah. So that's why they were chosen. They were chosen because the more fuel it had, the bigger boom it would inflict. So now we have two clear, two clear terrorist attacks on American soil only moments apart. What had started out as a normal day soon became a day that would live on for years. The United States was clearly under attack. The insides of both towers were now burning up due to the massive heat caused by the jet fuel. And when we say heat, we mean heat, like four or five hundred, maybe six, seven hundred degrees, a thousand uh, degrees. No, even. it was enough to melt steel. Twenty-four hundred degrees. That's a yeah. yeah. That's got to melt some steel. While a large majority of Americans were watching these events unfold, within New York City, another terror uh, within New York, another terrorist attack takes place. American flights seventy-seven. Oh no, sorry, not within New York, within the United States. American Airlines Flight 77 crashes into the Pentagon. The west side of the Pentagon was directly hit by 9.45 a.m. The jet fuel burned a large portion of that structure. This plane had managed to hit the Pentagon where the Defense Department is located. Right. So within a short amount of time, three acts of terror take place within America. From the attack on the Pentagon, 125 military personnel and 64... Regular people were on this flight. Every news outlet was blasting what was happening in real time. In a sense, all the morning networks put uh, their typical morning b- bullshit aside, and they started to cover these real events. It was like they would—they turned on their reporter faces and they're like, okay, now we have to cover the news. We're not going to bullshit you anymore about recipes or what's going on in the culture. And this is when, like... I don't know if yours, I couldn't remember if you told me or not, but, like, schools were sending kids home. They Yeah, they did send kids home like, that day, yes. At first, my school, they didn't want to freak us kids out because we, we were actually having bomb threats that day. Well, we actually had bomb threats the entire week of the first week of school. So we had a bomb threat that morning. They sent all of us kids out. Because the whole thing is, once you have a bomb threat, you clear the school. Cops came, searched the whole school, blah, blah, blah. And they never let us back in the building. Then all of a sudden, like two hours go by. They allow us to go in and grab our backpacks, and they shuttled us to another school. Until they could get a hold of everyone's parents. And then once that happened, they shipped us all home. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got home when I real- I found out what really happened. Where... In some schools, in some classes, they came right out and said, like, they wheeled TVs in and turned the TVs on. That's what we That's what we did. We, right. we were actually pulled into the library, and it was put on the news, and we watched that, for, and then they slowly sent kids yeah. home because no, we just didn't know how to – everyone didn't know how to react. So some no. people were crying. Some and then people it's, were hysterical. You just don't know until you, you, these everyone got home. And then as soon as, like, I got home, like, the TV never went off. Like, it stayed right on the news. And just watched it all day. Yeah. That was that was the thing. Yeah. While both of the Twin Towers were badly damaged, smoke was pouring from the building. 
No one knew what was really going to happen next. All eyes nationwide were now on New York City. With no way out, some individuals jumped out instead of burning in the flames. The planes were fully loaded with jet fuel, and like we just said, they were in high temperatures. After the Pentagon was struck, all flights nationwide were grounded. The Federal Aviation Authority was trying to prevent any more attacks happening in any major cities or anywhere across the country. People were now making calls to their loved ones within each of the towers. Those who could make the call had an idea that these calls would be their last. Their family members must have been very emotionally traumatic due to getting the last call from the loved ones. Now, even sometimes the calls didn't even go through because the, the lines were so busy at this time that you couldn't, cell phones weren't a thing at that point, but if you did have a cell phone, the line didn't work or the cell phone tower didn't work. Yeah, it's just it was too overwhelmed with people Still calling. calling. Getting an awful call is never a good thing, but getting the call that you were in one of the towers is on a whole other level. Some people may have not gotten the chance to call either due to the steel structure blocking out the signal. Many people were affected by these attacks, and some people are still dealing with the trauma 20 years later. The heart of New York City had, been, had taken a mighty blow. <clears throat> Police and firefighters were rushed to the scene when the first attack takes place. These brave people tried to save as many people as they could before anything else could happen. Around 10 a.m. that morning, the South Tower of the World Trade Center collapses. Thick clouds of smoke and large chunks of debris and dust consume the streets of Lower Manhattan. Many people were running from this area trying to escape the thick dust and smoke that had now just crushed them from above. Precisely 30 minutes later, the North Tower fell as well. Several nearby buildings were also damaged due to both towers falling at the same time. The whole section of New York seemed to look like a war zone. It it did. It, it looked bad. It, it looked, looked rough. It didn't look like buildings just fell. It looked like a like a huge bomb went off and just leveled the streets. That's right. While 9-11 is responsible for the largest terrorist attack on American soil, a large portion of these victims were police and firefighter personnel. When the first, to first tower was hit, local first responders fled toward the scene. They entered the first tower with knowledge that they could help any way they could. Once they were inside the fire had become too hot to, for them to manage or to stop. Their goal now was to save as many people as they could out of the first tower. And also what was sad is a lot of them, a lot of them made it up most of the way in the first tower and then had to come back down and then got radioed. Hey, look, we need you in the second tower now. So now they have to walk all because there's no elevators working. Of no, course. No, no. So now you have to walk all the way down with those flights of stairs with your gear to the next tower. That's right. Like, these guys went through hell. A thousand emergency personnel were at the scene trying to do whatever they could to get as many people out as they could safely. It is very tough to determine the precise location of the firefighters from, these, uh, from where they were, but from what we could tell, 140 died from around the South Tower, while another 200 from around or near the North Tower. This is not including the people that were inside. This is just around the general area. Many of these bodies were not recovered until months later. Yeah, once they started doing the cleanup. Now New York City was clearly in turmoil. More, many more police and firefighters continued to rush to the scene, now that they faced an impossible task. These brave people had to dig through and sift through the rubble of the World Trade Center. There were tons of toxic chemicals as well as, as, well as steel and carnage that they didn't expect. They did not have a damn clue how long this task was going to take. Three months later, the task was finally complete of clearing both areas where the towers stood. Many of these workers would get very sick due to the inhaling of everything within the rubble. In the many years since 9-11, a select few people have been at the forefront to help those who were on the ground working with this task. 
John Stewart in particular became a huge advocate for the Victim Compensation Fund. He made sure that all these voices were heard and justice is dealt. He was key in helping extend the funds for families and frontline workers who were in the towers or who had dealt with family members that were in the towers as well. It, uh, what's sad is he, he was a voice for a long time, and he finally was able to get these guys what they deserved only like a year or so ago. That's right. It wasn't that long which ago. Which was terrible. But he stood there with these guys in year, Congress and year after with, year after right. year fighting. That's right. And finally got these guys what they deserved. That's right. At this point in the show, we're going to kind of recap a lot of information just in case, just to kind of prepare for the rest of the episode. New York and the United States faced one of the toughest tragedies, but one good thing came from that day was a sense of community. People all came together in a single nation. Despite their differences, a military terrorist group tried to succeed in hurting America, but only made the nation stronger. After these tragic events, people from both parties put aside their petty differences for a single goal. This goal was to help heal a nation through community and understanding. Many people lived in fear after seeing these events unfold. That, <clears throat> that fear was only short-lived because of a nation we strike our enemy with revenge. It, it was. It was. We, we were the strongest... The strongest we've ever been because of what happened, which is sad, but it it is nice to see that everyone could put aside their differences, become strong again. That's right. That day and many days after, New York City felt off. Dust, debris, and fear flooded the city for a period of time after these events. Workers were now at ground zero, beginning to pull people and building parts out of this area. <clears throat> Many people that were found at the scene were not alive. From what they could find, they were sometimes body parts, which were hard to determine who the individual was. Sifting through the rubble would have caused emotional trauma for the workers digging at the site as well. This was a large process of healing for many people and families. The healing process would take a very long time. Slowly, day after day, these individuals would try to heal. Yeah, I, I could not imagine being a worker trying to clear rubble and stuff, and then every, you know, so many feet, you know, finding an arm, or a, a leg, or, yeah. or someone, a body. So, someone you knew. Right, yeah, so it, it's, it's tough. While New York was still in the healing process, many famous people and celebrities came to help raise funds for the cleanup and direct support of families. Seeing famous people talking about an event is kind of a little weird. Uh, it's a little tough, too. We can clearly see that they're trying to help. They have good intentions, but it just felt a little off. You want to see ordinary people that had dealt with the situation, not so much famous people trying to raise money. I mean, we get that they're trying to help, but it just felt a little weird. The one the one guy, Steve Buscemi. Yes. He didn't tell anyone he was doing this because he didn't want the publicity. The day this happened... He, because he used to be a firefighter in New York. So I, I just listened to a podcast where they interviewed him. Oh, I did. And he was there for five days. Yeah. And then after that, he was like, I, I just can't, I yeah. can't, I can't physically, emotionally handle he, it. He, that's right. But, but he, 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 he went right back to his fire station. That's right. And said, I want to help. And he went with the rest of the fire guys. They were reluctant at first. They thought he was doing a PR stunt. Yeah, but he when they found out that he didn't tell a soul, That's that right. he was there on his own accord, That's right. which I love. He actually has a documentary it coming wasn't, out. It wasn't until years later everyone found out that he did this. His documentary coming out is called Dust, and it's about the 9-11 fire. I, uh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. After 9-11, many nonprofit organizations sprouted from that day uh, these organizations were designed to showcase support. Many of these groups were still functioning today, 20 years later. There are the following groups. Tuesday's Children, Families of Freedom Scholarship, Heart 9-11, Feel, Feel Good Foundation, Voices of 9-11, New York and uh, uh, Firefighters New York Foundation, the and the 9-11 Memorial. These organizations helped workers, families, and kids, and anyone who was really affected by the events of these days. 
which they're it's fantastic. Uh, it's everyone forgets just because it's twenty years ago, a lot of the traumas and health issues still ha- are still from that day. That's right. There's there's so many of these first responders who saw some stuff or breathed in who knows what. I mean, that's asbestos and dust and all that mixing up into your lungs. That a lot of them have died. A lot of these workers have died already because of cancers. cancers or or all these other elements. So it's good that all these different organizations came to light to help pay. Even help. for the families and the kids of right. the families too, not just the individual, but for say a firefighter got sick. Well, these foundations can help pay for the kids or right. college funds or whatever it is to kind of reimburse them a little bit for losing a family. It's not. It's not great but it's better than nothing exactly directly after 9-11 our government went to work on uh, what they thought was right the bush administration declared war on terror and this would mean covert operations new security protocols and blocking any and all direct or indirect funding of radical groups that could be declared terrorist organizations the war on terror struck a nerve on some Americans. If you aren't uh, with America, you're with terrorists. Terrorists was a propaganda line that was used to help sell this war, in a sense. Lines like these were a clear political tactic, fear tactic, to justify any forms of war towards terrorists. Because these ideals, uh, and yeah, because of these. Uh, human and civil liberty rights were violated due to our government wanting to get information no matter the cost. Yeah, so we so, did some bad things yeah. to get information out of people. We we shouldn't have done the bad things, but we did what we thought was right so at the there, moment. There were – these are some things that came to light, like uh, families from – Afghanistan, they were like brought to an institution. Some say they were tortured to get information of people in Afghanistan. Um, also, we we put a target on people from Afghanistan. Anyone who anyone who looked like they were from Afghanistan or the Middle East or the Middle East at all, they were bullied. They were beaten. Some were killed. All because of they they looked the part. That's right. But that's kind of what, if you look at our government and the way the news works, the whole thing is to put fear into people. It's how it's always been. That's how they control the narrative. So when you have someone going on there saying, "Hey, if if you pretty much," he didn't say this entirely, no. but pretty much if you don't look American. You're a terrorist. He didn't come out and say that, but in a direct it, way, in a direct way, it's that's what it kind of means. That's right. So anyone who, but it's also a form of propaganda. Didn't too. look the part. Yeah. Guess what? You're against us. Yeah. No whether no whether if you're American or not. If yeah. you're an American, and you look like you're from the Middle East, you were in some trouble. That's right. After 9-11, America makes a clear stand against all these groups of individuals who want to harm or potentially cause harm to the nation. September 12th, Bush makes a national speech stating that America will do whatever it takes to destroy those who try to do the U.S. harm. September 20th, the war on terror begins with taking down and finding those who are involved in any form and fashion with Al-Qaeda. September 25th, Donald Rumsfeld announces an operation an anti-terror campaign called Operation Enduring Freedom. October 7th, the war in Afghanistan begins. Great Britain, the United States, make a joint effort to launch airstrikes on Al-Qaeda training facilities. October 19th through the 20th, the ground war begins with forces striking Kandahar, France, Poland, Turkey, Germany, and Italy all assist the U.S. by sending troops into Afghanistan to help the cause. November 9th, a Taliban stronghold is taken. November 13th, Kubal falls 
due to airstrikes and ground troops being deployed. December 6th through the 17th, the Battle of Torah blazes in the eastern mountains of Afghanistan. Bin Laden is almost caught, but he escapes fairly quickly. December 7th, Kandahar, the last stronghold of the Taliban, falls. Here's another thing. Okay, Bin Laden's able to send video and everything from a goddamn cave. Why can't I get internet? Well, this is 2001. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. I thought you were going to make a Tony Stark joke. If he, <laughs> he built this in a cave. He built this in a cave. But, but you know what I mean? Like, these guys, everyone was like, oh, they just live in caves and stuff. They were so well equipped. In a cave? In a yeah. cave. Yeah. They were so well equipped. We had to use these things called, like, bunker busters. In order to get these guys out, was it's this huge missile that they try to guide into the hole, and, <laughs> and explode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, but this guy was able to escape. Is he magician? Magic. He, I bet you. Well, so there was another thing where they say he had a bunch of lookalikes. Yeah. That's always that's always the case. Yeah. Like uh, Elvis had a lookalike. Hitler. Yeah. Y- you know what I mean? With the Hitler thing, I believe. Oh. Yeah. But they they said that every time they came close to catching Bin Laden, they actually weren't ever close because it was just one of his lookalikes and Bin Laden was actually somewhere else. I don't believe that. I just think the guy was smart enough to get away. And who knows how many people he had implanted in certain areas that could tell him hey, look, they're moving your way Yeah. now, and you better get out. Well, just imagine if he gave a bunch of lookalikes fake IDs. Oh, oh, that's been, that's been lot. That, and he, he shaved, and he's totally <laughs> someone different. Like he's hiding out in a different country this whole time. He, he's the gardener at the White House. Yeah. Just, almost oh, there. Almost I got closer. there. Within 2001, another major act is pushed through with clear bipartisan support. This act is designed with the intention of strengthening America through providing necessary tools to intercept and obstruct any and all forms of ter- uh, fronts, on, fronts and or forms of terrorism. This act is known as the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act consists of a 300-page document passed by Congress. So here's the Patriot Act in a nutshell. Wiretappering on terror-related incidents. Federal agents can track and wiretap single, indivi- uh, single individual suspects. Delay notification search warrants, sharing direct information between separate agencies, CIA, FBI, just an example. Federal agents can obtain bank records and get warrants to prevent money laundering, and enduring statute of limitations for terror-related crimes, and providing aid to victims of terror-related crimes. Now, with that, and, and this is not... They didn't, like, come out and say this. They weren't just wiretapping certain individuals. They are wiretapping everyone in the United States. If you said bomb <clears throat> or terrorism, terrorism or bomb, attack, all, capital, yeah. keywords. All of a sudden, now they're listening. Because there's a computer running this entire time, and they pick up on these words. And once they hear the word, that's when they're like, we're going to dial in mm-hmm. and listen to the conversation. So then they start listening and starting to – one of the podcasts we listened to. That's right. They were doing doing a podcast. I can't remember if it was on 9-11 or it was something else. But they noticed every time they said certain words – The click. The, the phone would click and make weird noises and stuff. Because someone was recording. And then finally, like they'd stop talking about whatever they were talking about. It would click off. It would click off. And then once they brought up the topic again, it would click back on. So that's that's just that's how awful it became. It it wasn't that they were tracking certain individuals. They're making sure they were blanketing the whole right. Scope. So every time you said something, oh, that's one of our key words. That's right. Now they're listening to your conversation. That's right. Two thousand eleven. Ten years have gone by, and some have grown and dealt with these horrible acts. The U.S. government quietly grows impatient as bin Laden has still not been caught. Our forces continue to scalp 
scout hell or high water for him. The U.S. gets word he is still hiding out within Afghanistan. He is located on the border of Pakistan and Afghanistan. They are able to determine a direct location for him. May 2nd, 2011, a small team is sent in via helicopter. This small team infiltrates this compound and takes bin Laden down. May 2011, President Obama makes a clear speech that our government has rightfully killed bin Laden. DNA tests were taken and they were able to confirm that this was the individual that they killed. Throughout 2001, the, Mer- the American people are sure ha- aren't sure how to feel. After 2011, we as a culture were in a state of shock. Many people were unsure what they could and couldn't do next. One thing that uh, we all needed was a good laugh. Many TV shows, for instance, Family Guy and South Park, came forward and helped us as a culture laugh again. They made fun of these terrorists. They had often kids going in and taking down bin Laden in a funny yet comical way. And that was the first step to kind of us processing these sorts of things. Late night hosts went to extremes to ease people into smiling and laughing again. Through these various shows, comedian, uh, comedians told us it became alright for us to laugh once again. This gave the culture a little bit of ease, like everything was going to be alright, but it was going to take time. In this episode, we covered the events of 9-11 as well as the aftermath that caused it. It would seem that as a nation, it took some time for us to heal and also honor those who had risked everything to help others. On our next episode, we'll be moving into the conspiracies of 9-11. The, the other thing is a lot of people after 9-11, they, they were unsure when the next attack was going to begin. Like for like almost a year straight, everyone was worried about getting on a plane. I actually went on a plane a year later. Did you? Yes. So our school, well, after 9-11, our school had like uh, programs or whatever. And uh, this is like a technology program. So a group of us actually went to the like the regional school thing and then we went to Denver a year later and to go on a plane and this is 2002 like a year later was a little weird because this is when like all the security protocols yep. were first being implemented so you got to take off your shoes you got to do all this and it was just I'm not saying it was weird for a kid but it was a little off like yeah. going in, it's like your oldest son right now going on an airplane by himself. And, like, having to do all these little things and just, okay, this is the new normal now. So, for us, that generation, it was a little weird transitioning to, okay, this is what we did before, but now you got to go through the security procedures. You're not going to get a pat down. Well, some people might. But I'm saying you're going to go through all these steps now that after 2001. So, I went years later. Yeah. And I got a pat down. Yeah. Because... When my father-in-law put my name on the ticket, he added an extra letter in my last name by accident. So it was a mistype. Yeah. So they pulled me aside because there was a mistype. That's how secure it was. Oh, your ticket. This is the weird thing. Only happened here in in New Hampshire. Going to Florida. That's the only time I was stopped. When I was going from Florida to New Hampshire. They didn't care. They're like, oh, yeah, it was a mistype. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it was a mistype. Yeah. But like going down to Florida, they I had to stand there. They waved a wand over everything. Did they give you the glove treatment? No. <laughs> they, well, here's the thing. Oh. So they no. pulled me aside. Yeah. And the guy slips gloves on, and I instantly freaked. I instantly got scared, and he saw the look on my face, and he goes, "Oh no, 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 <laughs> no! This is just for my safety." Oh, for his safety. He's oh, like, yeah. He's like, we all wear gloves. Sure. And I'm like, okay. He no goes, glove, he, no glove. He's like, I'm just wanting you. That's oh, it. Oh, he's wanting you. So good. yeah. he had to wand me. <laughs> <laughs> With his gloves on. With his gloves on. Standing up and sitting. Oh, I'm sure he did standing up and sitting. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was weird because it's like, why, why would I need to sit afterwards? Like, he, he wanted me fully. Nothing went off. 
It was a great wand. Oh, I'm sure. And then he's like, okay, now you need to sit down and need to wand you again. And I'm like, why? <laughs> it's so awful. The way you're saying it, though. But the, here's the yeah. other thing. Yeah. Like, as, as we're being dropped, <laughs> as we're being dropped down, yeah. like, yeah. off, Yeah. my wife's cousin was like, yeah, you're going to have a great surprise when they put on the rubber glove. Yeah. And then it happens to oh me, my and God. I was freaking out because oh. it's my first time flying. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm, like, freaking out. Yeah. And, like, you're watching a woman on the other side with your bag with tongs, like, pulling things out and looking at it. See, it's they, like, they didn't do that. They just scanned our bags, and there was nothing really in it. We well, were they, a bunch of kids. So, so they, yeah. we were in line. I didn't even make it to the thing. We're in line, and they're they're actually stopping so many people. So, like, every fifth person, I need to see R- your spot ticket. Spot checks or yeah. random checks. Yeah, 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 I need to see your ticket. So, it landed on me. I didn't even get a chance to send my bag through or walk through the metal detector. Like, they took me to another area. Yeah. Used the wand, took my bag apart, and then put everything back in. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> what the hell? But that's how secure it was. And the thing is, after 9-11, tickets were cheap. Yes. Very cheap. Because so many people were afraid of flying after that point, because they put such a fear in us to fly, all these companies were like... We're giving these away. They're giving tickets away. So, like, our trip for Florida costs, like, nothing. Well, tickets now are, are dropped, too. Yeah, tickets so even, now, even, because... Even 20 years later, even after the yeah. pandemic, uh, airplane tickets have dropped dramatically. Yeah. Like, you get a round trip from, like, here to California, I think, for, like, 200 bucks. See, when I did it, it was four. Really? Yeah. No shit. So, like, even 400 is not bad. Not bad. No. 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 But that's all we got for part one. Yeah. Uh, so if you like what you hear, follow us on Facebook, Captivated Minds. Instagram's at Minds Captivated. Please email us, CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. Everything is listed in the show notes. And if you listen to us on Apple uh, Podcasts, let us know how we're doing with the review. We'd love to hear from you. And if you listen to us on Spotify or any other uh, application, turn on your notifications so you get up to date when we drop new episodes. Yeah, so thank you all for listening. Thank you.